Life is hectic, demanding, and doesn't stop. When honest with ourselves, we must confess we often don't know what the hell we're doing. The LARCast is an ongoing conversation about the inclusive and mischievous nature of God's presence. Through the lens of all the things that make up this phenomenon we refer to as life. Astonishing grace and refreshing honesty collide right here for your weekly encouragement. Recording in progress. Recording in progress. Christianity in progress. There it is. Welcome to the Lovercast. Christianity is now in progress. <laughs> Funny how those things can come out, man, in a moment of just laughing and talking. But there it is, right? That That's Galatians 4. That's the latter part of this chapter. That's what Paul's getting at. It's where he's really moving this crowd to is, hey, this practical Christianity that you're chasing in the name of progress in the name of becoming something more than you are becoming like jesus becoming someone god can use for the sake of the world yeah it's it's um it's actually contrary to the entire life of faith that god's given you and ironically it's actually robbing you of the very joy and satisfaction that you're longing for Mm -hmm. it's it's that satisfaction that that spirit of human flourishing that you want to walk in, it's it's found in not seeking to try to become something more than you are. It's actually found in trusting God and leaning on his mercies that are new every day. And in that walking in the beauty of friendship, the giving of yourself away. Yeah, and we talked uh we talked pre-show of how appealing the message of you know, these Judaizers, the ones that are tricking this crew is they're offering, um, they're offering to everyone and to the Galatians in particular, um, a life with God that you can control through, yeah. uh, dietary restrictions, moral laws, ceremonies. Oh. It's just boxes. You can check things that you can do so that you know, you know, where you stand. Um, and if you know where you stand, you can have confidence in that. Um, but the, the downside of that is an identity that's rooted in like behavior and box checking. It has to be exclusionary because it's all about like what you're doing and in that you notice mm-hmm. what others are are not doing. So now we're getting into lists again. Yeah. We're getting into lists. And I love where Paul goes in his chapter because he he switches a gear here, man, which we're going to get into for all of you who are listening out Welcome there. Welcome to the Largas, the... by the way. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. We're glad you are here and I guess you could say we're a little we're a little stoked about this passage because Paul moves things from this big, broad theological camp that he's been unpacking, right? And I'd say the last chapter and a half in Galatians. He starts to really move it into the the simple 
the practical that we sometimes can find ourselves looking for. It's just that that practical, which I love what he does here, is um, it's far more simple than what you're thinking. And he shows the ugly side of, you know, where it can go and what's been brought about by these Judaizers who were seeking to offer handles in the name of following Jesus. I guess you could say they, like a lot of Christian leaders that I can hear today and, and Christians, and I've been there myself and go there at times, um, we're not okay with mystery. That might be just a good way to put it. We struggle with mystery. And, um, you know, I, I forgot who it was that Jameson was quoting in a recent conversation with him, but uh, we'll have him on here soon and he can he can share with us. But anyhow, this quote that he dropped, man, was uh, from a certain author who was unpacking something similar and said, <laughs> said, I think it's, I love this. Humans don't understand that paradoxes aren't meant to be solved. Paradoxes aren't meant to be solved. There's a mystery to what Christ has done. Hmm. There's a mystery to God uniting himself to us in the incarnation, uniting himself to us in our sin, right? In his death. And then raising us to new life in him. That this being our very reality right now. And none of it from our doing. Right? Paul's just been hammering away at that man up to this point. And I think I think if freedom is what you're longing for, and fulfillment is a hope for you in this life, satisfaction, you could say, you're gonna have to be okay with mystery. Hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have to do mystery. you're gonna have to do something you know, with the mystery, the frustration of it, especially for us, you know, modern folks that like, um, you know, our QuickBooks reconciled at the end of the year, you know, all of our taxes <laughs> handed in and um, everything in its neat and, you know, orderly place. Because God is a God of order at the end of the day. You know, he wants us, you know, to have, yes. you know, these things lined up because we need to be different from the world. You know, and there's a lot of ways that we can go pursue that um, through disciplines and rhythms and, you know, and those kinds of things. And it's like, I, I, that's why I think um, what they're saying, you know, is very plausible. Dry sarcasm there. It's, you know, it's very, it's very plausible and it appeals. It appeals yeah. to something very core about us. But the thing that it appeals to is our core sin, which is control. Yeah. And so, yep. yeah, a lot of what these, you know, leaders or pastors or dude, for, like, let's take it out of the, the realm of Christianity, you know, what fitness gurus and finance gurus and small business gurus and, you know, all these influencers are telling you, they're giving you a way in which you can control your life. <clears throat> yeah. And it's no different than what's going on here in, in Galatia. So the, the at the core of, of sin is unbelief wanting to go ahead and take control, grab onto life and your circumstances and control it as yours. So it's, yep. it's plausible uh, what they're saying, especially for the Judaizers. Cause I'm sure they're like, you know, they're, they're dropping a lot of Bible verses, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of history. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and you could see how they would be, you know, duped 
um, pretty easily as I've been, you know, duped and I've done the duping. We, we, we've said that on this podcast, oh, but yeah. I like what Paul does here. Cause he's kind of moving away just for a moment from the theological arguments and he appeals to them as a friend and he reminds yeah. them of the time that they shared when he was with them. And he's, yeah. it, we, we talked about this pre-show, but he kicks off. And he says, brothers, I entreat you become as I am, for I also have become as you are. I think he's saying, hey, listen, you know me. Yep. Trust me. Become as I am. Take my side on this thing, guys. Yep. See it how I'm seeing it. Remember this time that we had together. Remember the joy that you had when you ministered to me, cared for me in my mm -hmm. ailments. Um, I couldn't even move. I was weak. It was a long time before I even got my energy back. And you guys dropped everything that you were doing. You even treated me like I was an angel of God, like as if Christ himself was among you. You treated yeah. me that way. And so he's appealing to them more this like friendship, shared experience kind of way. He's, 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 putting the theological arguments to the side a little bit. And he's more saying like, guys, you know, me, you know, the moment we had. I love that. He's uh, and what's cool is like in that moment of, of remembering that he's also sort of highlighting this, this joy, right. That you brought up the satisfaction, this fulfillment that they found in this. I came to you as one who was completely dependent upon you. I had to stop on my travels to live here because of how bad off I was. The illness that he has, we don't know what it is. We just know that he couldn't go on and he had to stay there for a season. And while they're in complete and utter dependency, there's a beautiful picture of faith, by the way, the life that Jesus has given us <laughs> in this moment um, where, where Paul is dependent on them, they're dependent on him. He's, the only thing that he can offer is is the good news of this freedom that we have already in Jesus. And they, in this moment, are free to just serve him in Jesus. Neither one of them are navel-gazing. Neither one of them are, 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 are searching for like what they need to be doing and boxes they need to be checking and rhythms they need to be doing, or, you know, whatever the case is, to become like Jesus. It's almost like that whole notion isn't even there. I'm I'm right now just preaching this freedom to you in my ailment, and you right now are freely receiving this as you serve me in Jesus. And there's this beautiful picture of satisfaction in that. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, man, it's just, it's such a, a cool, like, I don't, I don't know. I can keep going, but I'll stop. But I do think that it's in in, you know, in appealing that he you could see what he's trying to help them see, um, to remember, to know. But you also have this uh you, you see him really like appealing to to what they can kick up inside, what they're sort of encountering is like as they're reading this and then helping them see like these guys that, that have come to you in the name of, of progress, they're, 
they're actually taking you away from this joy. They're calling you into a life of following Jesus that doesn't look like this. And so therefore, the, the freedom you're talking about is actually just slavery. It's not, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, because it never ends. When you take uh, your, whether it be salvation or your formation into your hands, there's yeah. always a new set of things in the day that you get to do or you have to do rather. And we've talked about this, you know, um, in the past in past podcasts, um, whenever there's a string attached between what you're doing or what you're not doing to where you stand, like your position or your identity, um, in a relationship with God, whatever mm -hmm. you do, is not going to be marked by the freedom that's found in Jesus. It's going to be what you have to do to maintain your status as a citizen in the kingdom. So even the quote unquote service or, you know, dropping everything to like serve Paul, you know, and nurse him back to health or being a friend or, you know, opening up your Bible or praying or whatever, all that is just duty and something you need to do. So that in the end, you'll be safe and you'll be okay. It's contrary right. to love and it's contrary to its finish and it's contrary to a life of faith. All it is is just pursuing progress and maintaining your status. So yeah, on the outside, it might look like serving somebody, but really you're serving yourself. And I Which think is that what there's he a says beauty. about them. <laughs> yeah, there's a beauty to the way, you know, God has cooked the Christian life. Because it really, truly does free you up to care for yeah. someone else instead of this, like, you know, kind of workaround way where you're caring for others, but really you are focused on, on you. Kind of funny how that works, right? He tells him in verse 17 that these guys have gone to great lengths. They flattered you. Peterson talks about it like the similar to the way that uh, the experience that you that you encounter when you go into a car dealership. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, dude. But then what it's happens no, when you donuts show up? and coffee and hospitality? Yeah. And then your freaking you, you know check engine light comes on. <laughs> yeah. You walk in and they're like, "Oh yeah, your spots at the back of the building <laughs> where it's cold <laughs> and dark, and you stand in line, and they don't even care who you are." Some dude named Larry who's been there for forty years with a you know, gravelly voice. Yep. It's like, it's you just know, making fun of you as you try to explain what's happening to your car as if you should know. But I love it because he says, um, in verse 17, Paul says, they want to shut you out of the free world of God's grace so that you will always depend on them. Hmm. It's like, Ooh, like ultimately what he's, what he's showing us is that, uh, Hey, these people that have come to you. Yeah. They're, they're just as desperate for this self-dependent religion, this sense of control. They're just as dependent on that as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so Paul's sort of painting this picture of ultimately you just become a slave to their ego project. There Alan is something, stings, bro. There is something to mine here about um, leaders especially Christian leaders, for sure. Yeah. They, 
the power that comes from position, the, the flattery that comes from providing all the religious goods and services that you need uh, to keep checking your boxes and to stay inside God's good graces, you know, things yep. like, um, you know, really moving and emotional worship sets, um, powerful and insightful expository preaching, all the programs uh, that you would need to ensure that you, your loved ones and your kids, you know, end up saying yes to Jesus, you know, in the end. Yep. And, um, yeah, there is, uh, that, that you're right. That same dependence we seek, you know, leaders are doing the same thing. They can, not all, yeah. but. Well, they, they, what Paul's showing here is that they, like we can do today or like any ad really does today, you know, we, it appeals to the sense of freedom. It's a false freedom, but it's, it's kind of the carrot that's dangled, the lure that's used. And we're like with these guys, circumcision, you know what I mean? As we know is, is a code word for all the forms of the law. That's what they're bringing. They're, they're saying you need a physical, you know what I mean? Scar. You need things that really differentiate you from others, a way to define yourself. It becomes self-dependent. And so the mystery of faith is lost. Mm -hmm. The mystery of faith and the way of love, sacrificial love, especially the kind that you don't post about. You know what I'm talking about? Like, but actual, like just sacrificial love, man, that you just start walking in. Those that the mystery of faith, that sacrificial love, they're pushed to the background in the name of, you know, manifestos, man, rhythms, disciplines, the boxes, all the things, right, that allow us to gain this sense of control. And what he's saying is you ultimately become a slave not just to the project of you, but ultimately you've even become a slave to their ego, the people who are peddling this. And so this whole life of you with Jesus, this adventure of faith, dude, it's lost. And now you spend your life in like, you know, we could fast forward this to today and it seems like there's two pretty prominent camps. You have, you know, the one camp, which is you're broken, so there's this shame. You need to become something better, and here's how you get it together. You know what I mean? So you become a slave to that practical, you know, element. But then you also have, on the other hand, just to be clear here, you have the grace camp, as, as it's called, which is also every week, like you just feeling your shame and all the things that you should be, but there's God's grace. And so you're, now you're just like living in this constant cycle of like shame and gratitude, shame and gratitude, shame and gratitude. In another camp, it's shame and grit and shame and grit. You know what I mean? Like getting it together. And it, like meanwhile, it's like these are the two thieves that the gospel is being crucified between still today yeah. in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. And we're being duped by just pure insecurity and a love for, for control from this camp over here. And he's like, yeah. enough. Do you not remember the satisfaction, the joy, the fulfillment that you found? And just rejoicing in the good news that you were hearing and just being freed up to just be a friend who served? Mm -hmm. Was there not just a beautiful thing within that simple, mundane, everyday flow of life? He's yeah, like, man, you of, remember that. Right. Yeah, in terms of 
if you, you know, their faith or their formation, Paul says you were running, you were like sprinting in this, mm. like just someone with like a big smile on your face, just, you know, running and, you know, progressing and, you know, this freedom, if you want to use that word, enjoying this freedom, you were running and yep. now you're being hindered. And I think what you're saying um, ties into a small little phrase he has down here um, where he says, my little children for whom I am again in anguish in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. He references the pain of watching them, you know, revert, you know, mm, you're not yeah. progressing. You're not progressing. You're not growing. You know, you're not children who are becoming, you know, um, you know, adults, you're reverting back to childhood, almost infancy. And I have this pain in my gut and in my heart over you until Christ is formed in you. And I think that that phrase until Christ is formed in you, I think what you're saying is they're taking their formation and trying to form Christ in themselves. But the way Paul yeah. phrases that it goes back to the Galatians two twenty thing. Um, you know, I've been crucified at Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live, I live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Christ yeah. is living his life in us. He's not a static being just sitting at the right hand of God with arms folded. That's great imagery yeah. for it is finished. He sat down. Yes, the work is done, but Christ by the spirit is at work forming himself in us. What they're mm -hmm. doing, the Judaizers trick and what, you know, we're seeing a lot in popular Christianity now, popular books and leaders is grab onto your formation yourself. Yeah. Form Christ in you and you can do yeah. it in these ways. Which is contrary to all that Jesus has done and declared and what Paul is driving home here. Yeah. If you grab onto what you just said, form Christ in you through the, you know, fill in the blank. You're now a slave. You're a slave to that. And you will inevitably enslave other people to that as well. You'll turn everything and everyone into a means of how you become this thing that you have in mind, how you form Christ in you. And it's really odd because sometimes it's all those things are done in the name of like what we see Jesus doing. And I'm like, so, so Jesus went away in solitude a couple times. Why think about when you, when you, when you press into that, why did he do this? Cause he needed to, cause of what he was facing, what he was stressing about. So did he go and do that so that he would become holy? Did he lay out a plan for how to serve or how to get away and pray? Were these, were these things that Jesus did? Because he's like, yeah, man, this 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 is gonna this is gonna form me into something better than than what I am right now. Or did he just live in a life of complete and utter dependency on the Father, a life of faith? You know, this life that he's actually given us. Mm -hmm. Or was that his story? And in that life of faith, in that dependency, able to freely talk to the Father when he needed to. Step away from the scene when you need to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Help a brother out over here just because he's in need. And the nature. And because I'm not. 
it's just so simple. <laughs> the status of his relationship with the father was never something that needed to be maintained. Yes. It was never a thing that, you know, sat all precarious on, you know, the, the tightrope of performance um, yep. and watch your every step. In fact, it was the freedom. It was the wholehearted endorsement of the father at his baptism. This is my son. This is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased long before he ever did a miracle or preached at all or gathered any disciples or, you know, whatever. And it's that freedom that allows you to run unhindered, you know, in, yeah. in these things. Um, but you can't control that. No. And that's, no. and that's no. why the life of faith is frustrating that's why mystery is frustrating because there's something core in us. That's not going away. You might be able to manage, manipulate, change a variety of little quote unquote, lowercase S sins in your life, but you are never ever going to get away from the capital S sin in your heart, which is your thirst your undying thirst to take things into your own hands and control everything yeah which is why at the end of chapter four paul appeals then coming out of this experience he appeals to them and says you know with the story of abraham look at abraham what took place here he's old he's well beyond childbearing days right and so abraham decides you know what in a moment of unbelief he does exactly, Tony, what you just unpacked. He grabs a hold of the reins, so he thinks. And he tries to have a hand in this. Mm -hmm. He's not cool with God's timing. He's not cool with the mystery. He's not cool with, you know, even though it's beautiful, frustrating elements of a life of faith. And so he decides, I'll take this into my hands and I'll make something happen here. And so he winds up doing something that's not good with his slave. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, take her. Tries to move this progress around. Move this progress forward. Let's yeah. get this. Let's get this going. Yeah. And you wind up with Ishmael, you know, the, the son of the flesh. And there's a lot of, a lot of destruction, a lot of heartache, man, that came in and through that line of Ishmael the people of God. But then you find Isaac, God actually doing what he said he would do. Not Abraham doing it, but God himself doing it. Kind of like a story like another guy named Jesus who came and fully accomplished all that was needed. The one who is our very union with God right now. With no us having a hand in this deal at all. And so I love how Abraham moves him to this picture of like, here's a picture of freedom and here's a picture of slavery. There's a lot of hurt that's been caused in the name of slavery. And I get why it's appealing. I get why what these guys are saying to you is so appealing. Just as it was appealing to Abraham to move this thing along. Yep. But uh, God didn't invite you to move anything along. In fact, you're trying to move it along. You're trying to perfect the you. Yeah, it's actually what's destroying you. And religion's really good at that, man. Yeah, and it's delusional. You know, 
the doorway into the next chunk of verses because he gets into you know historically he gets into that um yeah. we'll have to save that one for next week but man don't be duped don't be don't bewitched be, be okay with the mystery and the frustration of faith because what that's doing that frustration that tension you're feeling it's rubbing up against the very the very reality of what we mean by we are sinners we love control and um you could try to appease that you can try to assuage that you know get rid of that that frustration but you're going to end up being on the receiving end of a letter from Paul with a lot of with a lot of airtight theological arguments um, yep. and the pain in his heart from an apostle of watching you not progress, but digress um, back into infancy when it comes to a life of faith. Great way to put it. It's a good note to end on. It is. You're free to just trust him. And uh, not digress to any form of religion that takes you beyond the simple invitation to just trust Jesus in whatever you're going through. And there, learn to live free. To that, cheers. <laughs>